Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and this is another word of encouragement video from the Agape Love Love Is Here Studios in the Zoom room. And we want to give a big thank you. And we want to bless Pixabay for this wonderful, wonderful motion video. Pixabay is a wonderful organization that provides free motion videos. You can donate and help out the creators if you desire. And it's all on the website when you download the video. Thank you, Pixabay. You're a wonderful, wonderful group. You're going all around the world, and thank you to your creators. Well, we are together again. Yes, I see all of you. Oh, my gosh. You've all come to the garden today to hear another word of encouragement. And it is a very timely one for what's going on today in the world, in other nations with people, with leaders. And I want to give you some words of encouragement. But before I can do that, we need to hear something. And this is the word of encouragement number 17. We're moving right along. Yes, we are. And the title of this one is, Do You Desire a King? To judge you like other nations. Boy, that's a timely title today with all that's going on in the world. What you see behind me sort of represents a king who looks over you as light, as royalty, as rules and commands and statutes. And I'm asking you a question which is a very word of encouragement itself. Do you desire a king to judge you like other nations? You might be thinking the king is a person. Could be. But it could be culture. Could be a faith that's a king. Could be a religion, a prophet. Could be a constitution. A political platform, a political party could be a certain type of person that has just lied to you. And you believe they're a good person. There's all kinds of kings. And then there are the hidden dark kings, as you can see, that roam around in the darkness that desire to judge you. And whether you have been faithful to its laws. But let's get into some scripture that will give you a word of encouragement for today. We are going to start off with 1 Samuel 8. And we're going to begin in verse 1. This is going to be a little bit of background. So I can build up. To your word of encouragement. Verse 1. And it came to pass. When Samuel. The prophet. Of the God of Israel. The God. 
of the Holy Bible was old, but he made his sons judges over Israel. Now we're going to go to Deuteronomy 16, 18, to learn what a judge is, which is what a king does through his commandments, his integrity, his statutes. A king is a judge. He sets the rules, and then he judges to see if you follow them. So in Deuteronomy, we're going to learn a little bit about a judge. Let's go to Deuteronomy 16. And it's a long one, so I'm going to read it. And we are told what a judge should be. Number one, a judge shall be at all the gates of a city even at the gates of one's soul and spirit. Yes, in a city where there are roads, there are intersections, there are gates, there are entries, there should be a judge. And that was true back in the Old Testament. There was entrances into every city. And there were people there. They would stop you and they'd look for your papers. They'd ask you questions. Who were you? Why were you here? What are you bringing in those packages? Sort of like border patrol, customs patrol, going into another country, another city. That's right. And did you know that these words were really talking about the gates to your soul? Well, what are those? That's your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate, your tongue, your whole body, and The gates of your spirit. That's right. Number two. In Deuteronomy 16, 18. This judge who should be at your gates of your spirit and your soul. As was shown to us in every city. To judge you. Ask you questions. Inquire of you. That which was coming in to the city. If you'll understand that God considers your spirit a city. And your soul. Your spirit is his high tower. His city of peace. Where his temple's at. Where he desires that all the gates into it. Have a judge. And a king. And he. This God of Israel. Early on in humanity, who were not yet filled with the Holy Spirit, born again, spiritual beings, but mainly flesh creatures living out of their soul. And they had lots of gates that lot of things, words, culture, religion, polygods, what you see, what your hands felt was pleasurable, your heart's desires would come into the spirit. Nobody had control over the gates of the flesh, the eyes, the lust of the sexual desires, or over the lust of money and wealth. So this God of the Bible was trying to help humanity by telling them and showing them examples 
demonstrations, revelations in the natural of what should be going on in our soul and our spirit. Number two, the judge, this king that should rule over you, shall judge the spirit, the soul, and the physical body of an individual, as well as other people, even a nation. We have borders to our nations. And if you want to come in, you have to have certain entry papers. You get asked questions by border people. They're trying to determine your intentions. What are you going to do in there, in this country? Those are judges. Mm -hmm. And this judgment, these laws that this king, that you probably desire to rule over you as other nations, He is to be a righteous judge with righteous judgment. That means I'm going to ask everybody the same questions. I'm seeking your answers on whether you are good for the spirit and the soul. Or are you going to bring harm, abuse? Sometimes our gates are overwhelmed by powerful things, people and words. And we cower in fear and the gates are blown open. And we have no say. But a judge shall judge what's coming in. In righteousness. In right standing with the king and his laws. According to the laws of this king. For the system, for the city, the people and a nation. Is that this kind of God that you're looking for? Hmm? Number three, a judge should have judgment that is not perverted or unjust or have any respect for persons or their status. This judge at the gates that you say you want like other nations but not the God that created the gates, that created the spirit and the soul. You want somebody else. And guess what? That judge will have respect of persons. He will not uphold the law against those with money and status and power. He will not follow the righteous laws for everybody. Number four, no judge shall take a gift. No judge shall take a bribe in order to pervert his righteousness. What God is doing is he is showing you back here the earthly judge that you desire, not him. But he's trying to contrast to you the different kinds of judges there are. One of the earth, and there are two in the spirit. There's one, a judge of the light, righteousness, and one of the darkness and the evilness. But he's telling us right now, this judge who should be at the gates of your city, of your soul and your spirit, it should be 
not taking gifts. It's going to be offered gifts. If you'll, I'll give you this if you'll do that. I'll take care of your family. I'll put some money in their college tuition. I'll give you some stocks. I'll help you if you will let me pass. Don't ask me any questions what I want. Look the other way when I do things. Mm-hmm. That's a gift and a bribe. Why shouldn't a judge take that? Because it will blind your eyes. And the judge will turn his eyes from some people, from justice and righteousness. He will look the other way. For he was paid through gifts and bribes to do that. And he is saying the God of the earthly realms do that. And that's what you want. You want to be able to turn your blind eyes away from righteous judgment. But he is saying to us, that's not what he desires for us to have in our spirit and our soul. Number five, a judge shall not pervert the words or the matters of right ways. When you get a law, it shall not be perverted. If you are a person who does not uphold the laws of your nation, maybe the borders. If you have a law that says you're not to hurt animals and you hurt animals, a judge should hold you accountable. If you abuse children, women, right laws, steal money. A righteous judge would hold righteous judgment on you without any respect to your financial state, your position in society, whether you're an elected official or not. If you lie to us on the camera, that is a liar. That is against the law, which you say and you might desire to live with that kind of king over you because you can bribe him. But this God of the Bible, the God of Samuel, the prophet, is telling us that's not the way it's supposed to be. Number six. The judge shall altogether follow that which is just. Do fulfill his obligation when he took an oath to be a king and a judge. So he may live and inherit the land of the kingdom which the Lord shall give When you take an oath to something, whether it's a marriage, and you vow not to have any others before you, that means no job, no money, no business, no friends, nothing. No other woman, no child. And if you break that, then you're a lawbreaker. If you put your hands to uphold a constitution and its laws, and you allow your borders to be broken into and lawlessness to occur in your land and not to keep people in jail who are lawless and not to have a jury trial, then you're not a righteous judge. You are not upholding that which you swore an oath 
to uphold. And judgment from the higher God of any earthly God or constitution or political party will come. He's on his way now. And he will bring righteous judgment through his chosen kings. Number seven, a judge shall not plant himself a grove of any tree near to an altar. When you take an oath, and let's say you go into your mosque, your synagogue, your church, to worship and pray to your God, but yet you serve another king. You've planted a tree by that altar. You have turned to it. You have muddied the water, so to speak. You're not a righteous follower of your God or your king. Number eight. Neither shall the judge sacrifice unto the Lord God anything with a blemish or any evil favor for that which is an abomination unto the Lord. Did you know in many countries when our legislators and politicians go on break, they travel, they go to hidden places, they have meetings. They take oaths. When you raise a cup and you take an oath and you do something to a king and a god, you're taking an oath. Some people like to bow down to animals. Secret societies have secret meetings in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Pastor Deborah's been to many of them. I've even sat and listened to the very council of the earthly kings in the darkness where their spirits gather and they talk. And he is saying that a righteous judge of your gates, of your spirit and your soul, should not be that way. Number nine, you are to bring no wickedness to your judgment. But that's not what earthly kings do of nations or the deep spiritual kings of the darkness and evilness of the kingdom of darkness. No, you are going to have to look at who is going to be your king. I just had, while I was waiting here, just a few minutes, a young man came to me from another nation. Asked me some deep questions. Was he doing okay? They had just taken over an entire nation. And what would this God of the righteous judge think? And I told him, you can't continue on with following their God and king. And his judgments about people. They must move into a different realm. With a different king. But right now the question to you is. To ask yourself. Do you want another king? An earthly king. 
Do you want a judge over you that's righteous and has no favor, takes no bribes? Oh, you'll not find that with the earthly kings or any politician Mm -mm. or even some of the gods that you serve. They desire for you to be submissive, torture and abuse and subvert normal human rights. Other kings, other judges, they desire for you to abuse children, subjugate everybody, live by laws maybe of the 7th century, or that no one has any rights and has no freedom, not even to think or desire. So let's continue. Which kind of king do you want to rule over your gates of your soul and your spirit and your nation in your land, among your group, your organization? When you break the laws, bring wickedness into your judgment, you are transgressing the laws of love, joy, and peace. Righteousness. Mm-hmm. Well, this God, not the one behind you, but the God of Samuel was trying to help flesh creatures to get their flesh, their lust of their eyes, the lust of their body, the lust of their sex in order. He was trying to bring it all under righteousness and tell you, you must have judges over you. But when Samuel became old, he put his sons there. They did not do right. So let's keep listening. Number 10, no judge is to go astray and serve other gods and worship them like the sun or the moon ancestor, an angel of force, maybe a prophet from another century, or an animal which is not righteous and not given to you as a king. Mm -hmm. Number 11, a judge shall do no abominations in the judging of others. When you are a leader, whether you're a mother, a father, an older brother, a business owner, a politician, you're to do no judging, provide no abomination in your judging. These are the rules for the judges. And Samuel was righteous in all of these. These were his guiding principles, not from the earthly king. That Israel had been begging Samuel to provide for them. And let's hear why. First Samuel 8 verse 3. And Samuel's sons that he chose walked and did not judge in the righteous ways of their father Samuel. But turned aside after money took bribes, and perverted their judgment. 
Politicians do this all the time. They get funds, money. They might use their own children, their own family. I'll do this if you give me that. Mm-hmm. A lot goes on that we don't know about. Verse 4. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel. Verse 5. And they said unto Samuel, Behold, you are old, and your sons walk. They do not do your type of righteous judgment as a king and a judge from your God over us in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations around us and like all the other nations have. Verse 7. And the Lord God said unto Samuel, Listen unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto you. For they have not rejected you, Samuel, but they have rejected me. So that I, the righteous judge, all the universe, not an earthly judge, that can stand at the gates of their spirit and soul, should not reign over them. This word of encouragement is to ask you a question. What God and king and his laws do you desire? To judge you, rule over your soul and your spirit. The young man I just talked to in the spirit was asking me that. He knew what he needed to do. He had been serving another God. He had been going by other laws. But he had met the God of Samuel. The righteous king. And I had to ask him, what God and king do you desire? To rule and judge over you. An earthly king. A demonic king. A king that is horrible and abuses women and children. That desires you to live back in time. That desires no freedom for the people. Who you will pervert the laws that even he gives you. For power and control. You will abuse little children. You will abuse people if they don't subject themselves to you. Thinking you are obeying this dark king. And then you become his earthly representatives. So we learn about that king that's in the darkness. And his wickedness and evilness through you and your ways. You look at politicians and their decisions, what they make. You will learn who they're serving. A righteous king of the light that Pastor Deborah serves? Or have they rejected even the God of Samuel? The God who gave us all these wonderful instructions and guidelines. What a judge should be. And I had to tell this young one. He must choose. He knows what's right. But he is afraid. But my word of encouragement to you is ask yourself this question. Whose king do you desire to have over you and judge your soul and your spirit, your actions? Do you desire the 
earthly gods that are representative of the kingdom of darkness, of Satan himself, of subjection and lack of freedom. You want to live back in time or you want to have lawlessness. That my word of encouragement, there's hope for you. If you will ask yourself this question, come to people and ask them, what do you do? Look at the system, the king, the judge that you are serving. What are you allowing into your gates of your soul and your spirit? What words are coming in? What actions do you approve of? Do you pervert the laws of even whoever you're serving? Have you rejected the God of Samuel, the God of the Holy Bible for another? Do you worship and bow down? But there's hope for you. That's this word of encouragement. Just come and ask the God of Samuel to forgive you for rejecting him as being king and judge and Lord over you with his righteous laws. For he is the true and only righteous judge of anybody, of any God. And he is here to help you find your way. For you have not rejected the prophets, but you have rejected the God of Israel, the God of Samuel. But he will forgive you. That's the word of encouragement. Out of ignorance, you did not know. This young man who just came to me, he has a lot of followers. And they are in a crossroads of their faith of what to do. And when we look at them, what they do to other people in their nation, they will either represent Satan and the kingdom of darkness and their God, they believe is righteous and true or they will represent Samuel's God, a judge and a king who does no evil, no evil wickednesses in him. He judges righteously. We will learn which God and king they serve. All right. You be encouraged because there is mercy if you have chosen the wrong one. Just because some people who serve the God of Samuel mess up Don't leave that God. He wants to be your king and judge, provide you with righteous laws, justice, spiritually, that can be reflected out in all that you do. So there's hope. Be encouraged. All right. I'll see you in number 18. Love, Pastor Deborah.